You're listening to Teach Me Thy Statutes, a production of the Ephesus School Network. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. The company of the angels was amazed when they... Hi, this is Father Aaron Warwick with Jason Everett, and you are listening to the Teach Me Thy Statutes podcast, episode number 60. Before we begin today's episode, we want to let our listeners know that we are going to ask them to submit questions if they have anything that they would like us to cover to follow up on any of the episodes that we've had over this past year. We did the same thing at the end of last year, and we received uh, a nice response from that. We had a couple of episodes uh, where we were able to dive in deeper on some topics or answer some questions that people had from some of the episodes that we had done throughout the year. So we're doing that again this year, and we hope to broadcast those episodes early next year. And with that, I'll turn it over to Jason. Today's reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 5, verses 8 through 19. For you were once in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them, for it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light, for whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore he says, Awake, you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Father, I'd like to begin uh, today with verses 11 and 12, and I'll uh, quickly reread them now. It says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them, for it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. I need some guidance here on how we should expose these unfruitful works without bringing condemnation on ourselves. Uh, Do you follow where I'm going here? Yeah, I think so. It seems as though you're pointing out that we are called by Paul here in Ephesians to expose the unfruitful works of darkness on the one hand. But then on the other, Scripture clearly warns us against being judgmental and condemning of others and behaving in a self-righteous manner, I guess. Is that what you're trying to get to? Yes, yeah, that's exactly it. And I don't want to say there's a a contradiction here by any means. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out how to juggle these different ideals. Well, I actually like that you bring up this question and that you phrase it this way about juggling the different ideals because it's very practical the way that you're speaking and asking the question. And what I mean by that is that life is not nearly as black and white as we would often prefer, and so we do very often have to juggle between different ideals. We have to consider context. We have to be discerning. And people, as a rule, we don't like that. Uh, We like one rule to follow, and that doesn't always work well. Yes, well said, Father. So can you help us figure out how to understand this passage uh, specifically, and then perhaps uh, these ideals more broadly? Uh, The ideal that we would expose darkness, and then also the ideal that we be humble, uh, that we refrain from self-righteousness, that we not be judgmental of others. Okay, so to get started, I would say that we should view this whole idea of exposing darkness in various steps. Uh, The first step is that we expose the darkness within ourselves. 
And that is an area where I think many Christians today, at least those who are very public about their faith and quite politically involved, uh, really go astray. We have to be careful as Christians that we focus on exposing the darkness within ourselves. And I obviously, you know, I don't want to go through a long list of public Christian figures and even Orthodox Christian figures who have fallen in the public eye uh, while being very vocal about the darkness in others. Uh, But note that this is why we always wait until after death, usually actually several decades after death, before recognizing someone officially as a saint. It's premature to do so before then. People need to finish the course of their life, and then we need to give some time to ensure that there wasn't darkness that had not been exposed. So again, for starters, we have to hear St. Paul's call to expose darkness as a call to expose it within ourselves. And then just as a side note, you can see how this goal is built into our ideal Orthodox Christian practice. We should be making confession several times per year. And I always tell people the most valuable part of confession is not necessarily the confession itself. It's the preparation that gets you ready for the confession. You really should be deeply examining your way of life. You should be taking the time to do that. Set aside, you know, a good 15 to 30 minutes to really reflect, to look at your life, to look at the areas where you're falling short and start making a serious change to your life. And that's extremely valuable. That's the first step in this process of exposing darkness. I really appreciate hearing that. That's very helpful. And I I think, as you mentioned, there is a lot of publicity and political involvement uh, around some Christians, and and that tends to have an an outward focus, a focus on what's wrong with society or what's wrong with others. It's good to be reminded that we first and foremost need to focus on exposing and correcting the darkness within ourselves. And you said that's the first step. So what would you say is the second area of focus? Well, it's kind of interrelated to the first. And what I would say here is that exposing darkness elsewhere, outside ourselves, really doesn't need to be as dramatic as it may sound. And what do you mean by that? What I mean is that by repairing the darkness that's within us, by us becoming light simply by the way that we live our lives, by being an example, we will naturally, without any effort, begin exposing darkness. You know, it can be difficult for us to deeply understand this because we live in a world uh, with electricity virtually everywhere, so there's always light. But imagine in Paul's time, imagine any time before electricity, really, uh, even now if you're in a rare place without it. Uh, Think about what darkness looks like. You know, the best example I found is my garage. When the garage door closes and I don't have any light on in the garage at all, I can't even see my hand in front of my face. But as soon as you open a door, just even a little sliver, the light starts to shine through. And it's amazing how quickly the darkness is exposed. It's amazing how quickly you can start to see just a little bit, even with just a slight amount of light. And then obviously the more you open the door, the more light comes in. Uh, So my point in using this example is that if we simply learn to shine with the light of Christ, then it doesn't necessarily require some big, bold, and dramatic move or action for us to start to expose darkness. It doesn't necessarily take us yelling from the rooftops. Our mere presence and the action from our lives begins to expose the darkness that exists in the world. And I like what some of the saints say related to this about the judgment, the great judgment. They say that Jesus won't even have to say a word to us at the judgment. We will simply stand in his presence and be judged by his presence because he is the perfect light that exposes all darkness, even that which is hidden. 
So not to say there isn't a time and a place, of course, to make statements or to say something to someone, but first and foremost, when we learn to expose our own darkness and then shine with the light of Christ, we'll naturally and even without effort begin to expose the darkness elsewhere. That's a good analogy about just letting a little light shine through a a pitch black uh, room. And I love what you mentioned about Christ judging us not so much by his words at the judgment, but by uh, simply standing in his presence. Uh, But you also alluded to the fact that sometimes we do need to speak up. Can you talk about uh, how we should handle that? Yes, and this is the final thing we can discuss today with respect to exposing darkness. There will be, of course, times and places where we should speak up, where we should more directly and actively expose darkness. And in these situations, we should refer to Paul's words uh, in his epistle to the Galatians, chapter 6, verse 1. He says, Brethren, if anyone is caught in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, each one looking to yourself so that you too will not be tempted. So we should approach others in a spirit of humility, in a spirit of being a fellow sinner. We shouldn't approach them to embarrass them or to hurt them, but we should be loving and patient with them and willing to try to help. And then here in Ephesians, what St. Paul is dealing with is Gentiles who were not used to living a biblically sound lifestyle. The Gentiles had much different values and priorities than Jews and the early Jewish Christians. And so that is what Paul is dealing with here in Ephesians when he's speaking about idolatry and fornication and so forth. And we should also follow the biblical model, the model laid out by Jesus, that if we see a brother or sister who's falling short, we should approach them again in humility. We should do so privately at first. And if they persist or they don't listen, then we find others who are trusted to go with us so that by the witness of two or three, as we hear in Scripture, they may be convinced. And if that doesn't work, then we can bring it to the broader body of the church. Uh, Those are the steps, again, outlined by Jesus in Scripture. Now, the final thing I want to say on this is, of course, there was one sin where Jesus is vociferous, where he's extremely harsh, and where sometimes we, too, must be harsh, and that is with the sin of self-righteousness. If we see someone in our community being self-righteous, we see someone attacking the poor and the needy, then we need to be very straightforward with them on that. That's a much different, indeed a much worse sin, than moral failings and shortcomings. We cannot let that self-righteousness stand in our communities, or we become, in the words of the book of Revelation, a synagogue of Satan. Thank you for your words on this topic of exposing darkness, Father. I'd like to conclude today's episode by discussing verses 15 and 16, which read, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Would you discuss what it means to redeem the time as Christians, and and why is this so important? To redeem the time means essentially that we do not just pass through time, we do not just pass through our life without giving it meaning. And many people live this way. They just go with the flow. They pass through time, and they don't pay much attention. But the Christian should be attentive and should use their time wisely, and we should give meaning to time. And I think being part of a liturgical tradition like the Orthodox Church can help if we use those tools wisely. For example, we have fast days on Wednesday and Friday to remember the betrayal and crucifixion of Christ. Now, we can just follow the letter of the law and fast on those days and pat ourselves on the back for doing so, and we might entirely miss the purpose. The purpose is for us to remember 
that we were bought at a price. The purpose is to remind us that we are Christ's servants who died for us. And so doing this, you know, on a regular basis at specific times help us, helps us to redeem the time. There are all sorts of seasons in the church where we commemorate various aspects from Scripture, from the life of Christ, and all of these are meant to help us redeem the time. They're intended to help give meaning to our daily lives, to redirect us because we can so easily be distracted. So essentially, redeeming the time means that we should constantly be reminded of the purpose of our lives, which is not to be served, but to serve. It's a reminder that we are enslaved to Christ and we are here to do His work and to use every opportunity that comes our way to serve and help others, to help reconcile them to God and to their fellow human beings. Thank you, Father. Today we began by discussing how to juggle various ideals, namely our exposure of darkness while avoiding condemnation by our judgment of others. Father Aaron explained that we must first begin by exposing the darkness within ourselves, and this is best realized through confession, in which our preparation for confession is perhaps even more valuable than the confession itself. If we do not take the time to examine our way of life, to reflect, identify, and repent of our sins, we cannot repair the darkness. And by repairing the darkness within ourselves and living by example, we become a light to others and expose the darkness. There will be times when we must speak up, but we should only do so in a spirit of humility, love, and patience. We also discussed what is meant by redeeming the time, which Father explained as being attentive, using our time wisely, which gives it meaning. Our liturgical tradition as Orthodox Christians provides us with the tools necessary to redeem our time, whether it be the weekly fasts, the various seasons of the church that we observe, and other aspects of liturgical life. All are available to us to provide meaning to our daily lives and aid us in avoiding the many distractions of the world. This enables us to keep our focus on doing the daily work of Christ, to serve others and help reconcile them to God and to all mankind. Thank you for listening to Teach Me Thy Statutes. We hope you tune in next week for a new episode. Alleluia, glory to thee, O God. Alleluia, 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 glory to thee, O God.